1: Thanks so much for listening and making a commitment to learning and bettering yourself because of this series. Well, I guess maybe <laughs> yeah. not bettering yourself. Maybe just At least being knowing aware where of you are.
0: <laughs>
1: yes, we really hope everybody is doing well, and we're going to dive into. Obviously, how we're doing um because of this series. But I am your host. I am Jordan Porter, and I'm joined by the fabulous, beautiful Yvonne Brandenburg. (laughs) Don't really rise at me. Come on now. (laughs) I was like, dang it, we're not doing letters. Stop it. (sighs) I'm I'm wired again today. Can you tell?
0: I I mean a little bit. I'm I'm drinking my first coffee because we're recording super early. But can I, can I, can I share, can I share? The mug as big as my head. <laughs> I know, right?
1: Yeah, how's your week been, Yvonne?
0: I mean, this is super exciting. Like, okay. I feel like everybody listening has like gone through the saga with me. So if I sound a little echoey today. Do you want me to do a drum roll? I know, right? <laughs> um, if I sound a little echoey today, it's because... I am recording in the She Shack today. Whoop whoop. Whoop whoop. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited because I this is the first the first episode I'm gonna be recording in the newly built internal medicine for vet tech's West Coast office. Whoop whoop <laughs> yeah. and we're in- um- in current discussion about whether or not to get an office cat. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, <laughs> there will be an office cat. I just, I have to build the the bridge from my house guess, to the she shack. Like the, there are, there are plans for that. It's just, it hasn't happened yet.
1: <laughs> I guess the, the only thing would be is when I do come to stay, if I stay in the she shack, like I can't have a cat sleeping on my face. Otherwise you might find
0: me dead in the morning. <laughs> well there will be like a like door (laughs) we'll we'll make it so it can be closed off if need be (laughs)
1: yeah but you know how hard it is for me to like say no to animals like oh my
0: god whatever no I would make sure like if somebody stays in the she jack that my cats wouldn't go attack them in the middle of the night
1: (laughs) I stayed with my friends like a couple weeks ago when I I ran away like in the midst of like all my depression stuff (laughs) and like she has a cat and like I love her cat because he acts like a dog so like of course I love him and he woke me up at like five in the morning by like sitting on my face and I was like oh my god
0: you're like (laughs) gonna die (laughs) you just grab your inhaler okay it's
1: fine I was like (laughs) thank god I took like Allegra before I went to bed (laughs) like but I was like, I don't have my EpiPen. I only have my inhaler because Jordan is dumb and doesn't understand how to not like, or like how to prevent
0: an allergy, how to prevent an emergency situation. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. So story time, have it with you at all times. (laughs) So
1: like I had one anaphylactic reaction, right? I did not use my EpiPen. I had a follow up at my allergist, and they're like, You should have used your EpiPen. And I was like, But I wasn't sure. Like, I wasn't sure when to use your EpiPen because I thought that, like, you just needed to do it if you felt like you were gonna pass out. She's like, If you pass out, you think you can use your EpiPen? I was like, Good point. Jordan is smart, dumb. And <laughs> like, <laughs> I just, she's like, Every time you have an allergic reaction to something, each time the reaction gets worse. So, like, the times that I would have hives, then the next time I would cough. And then the next time my lips would swell. And it's like, uh, she's like, you should be using your EpiPen when you get hives. And I was like, that seems excessive. (laughs) So. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So that's what I learned. Mind you, since then, I have not used my EpiPen, but I've been a lot better about staying away from cats.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, I know so many people that are allergic to either dogs or cats that work in veterinary medicine.
1: It's amazing. I wonder if they get picked on like the, so when I had my anaphylactic reaction, the medical professionals caring for me thought it was hilarious. So wait, 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 you work with animals, but you're allergic to cats. And I'm like in the ambulance and I'm like, I can't breathe. And then they're just like sitting there freaking joking about it. Like it was to the point where like, I don't complain about people, but I actually sent a complaint to the people (laughs) like to, because two, you're like So I'm sitting I there. I'm, I wasn't well, laughing. I, <laughs> and I had the oxygen thing on my face and like I can't breathe and I'm like can you give me some dex some benadryl like give me something. Oh and then they're like and this one girl was like since I have you here can I ask you a question about my kitten? Her teeth are yellow and I was like legit feel like I'm dying here. And they're like no 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 you're just hyperventilating and I was like so are we gonna do anything about it and no joke like so I went back and I told my boss because obviously this happened like while I was at work (laughs) and my boss like actually sent in a complaint to the people so now it's a funny joke that like anytime I get itchy from a cat he's like you want me to call the ambulance and I was like It was not funny then, just so everybody knows.
0: I was very pissed and like,
1: I can't believe this is happening to me.
0: Oh my God. So crazy. It was horrible. Anyway. But yes, if I end up having an office cat and you come to stay with me, I will keep my cats away from you. How's that?
1: Thanks. Yeah, I'm, dude, I'm like halfway through my cup of coffee that's the size of my head.
0: Yeah, I'm halfway halfway through through mine as as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm
1: a little wound up. So before I get off topic, because I will, because I want to tell everybody about my week too.
0: I know you're crazy. Wait, Hold on. But I do have to apologize for the echoiness of my recording because I have to put up curtains (laughs) because right now it's a giant empty room. So I apologize. It should sound better the next time.
1: (laughs) And it probably will. I'm very excited that you're in there.
0: I do. I have so many projects. I can't even, I, I have to finish. Let me, let me tell this really quickly. Sorry. A little side note. I am doing a course on VSPN and it opens the end of the month. And, um, I mean, I have, I have stuff, so it's not like, it's not like I don't have this stuff, but, um, I have, (laughs) I have to get it prepped. <laughs> to for the end of the month, and so I'm very excited that I now have my office space because I'm going to be able to do that in here, and it's going to be amazing. So, um, speaking of that course, there is a discount code um, if you want to join the VSPN course. It's a respiratory course. I'm going to be talking about diagnostics and um, just you know, it, it, there's a lot of stuff. So, if you're interested, check out VSPN. Um, We'll put the link in the show notes for you. Um, And then there is a discount code. So anybody that listens, um, I sent it out in the newsletter, but I figured I'd also talk about it here. Um, The discount is IMVT, so no F, just IMVT15, because it is a 15% discount on the course, which is pretty cool. So um, I hope... Hope we get some people that, um, you know, want to join me. It's, um, it's worth six CE units, I believe. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty good one, but I'll be uh, working on that this weekend in the new office. (laughs) And Jordan's week is also, I feel like every time I talk to you, I'm like, you did what?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I feel like that every, (laughs) every week too. It's every week, Yvonne. So this week, this week, we're Mm -hmm. talking about taking stock of where you are. You know where Jordan is? Spiraling.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I believe that is a very good definition of where you are.
1: Yeah. 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 I'm aware. (laughs) Um, So Jordan obviously is talking in the third person today for some reason. What the hell is wrong with me?
0: Um, I think you're trying to not take ownership of what you did.
1: I think I'm just fully trying not to take ownership of myself, like as a whole, because I'm very aware that I am self-sabotaging. I don't know if it's the right word. <laughs> like I, just, I think that might be a very
0: accurate word right now. What's okay, so... Good?
1: Clearly, I've been very open about my depression and what's been going on. I am on medications. I am coming to realize that I probably need a little bit more. And I did have a doctor's appointment and I did talk to her. I have yet to pick up new medications because they're still at the pharmacy because (laughs) I don't want to accept the fact that I need to focus on myself. So what did I do? What
0: did I do, Yvonne? She decided she didn't have enough things going on in her life. And she took home a pregnant, pregnant, pregnant dog. Yep. Off the side of the highway. (laughs) So if
1: you hear her panting in the background, it's because she's massively pregnant. She's living in my office right now about to deliver any day. And all she does is breathe heavy because she's like
0: huge. Because she's probably going to deliver either today or tomorrow. <laughs> no, it can't be today. It can't be today. I know, today it can't be today. You have things you need to do. <laughs> yeah, again, not
1: focus. So I've come to realize I took on this dog because I was like, this is a solid eight-week project where I don't have to think about myself. <sighs> solid eight-week project because I'm caring for her. Whenever she decides to have these puppies, I have these puppies for six weeks minimum, you know? So... I've already had her for one week. She's a very good dog. She's surprisingly good. Her teeth are a mess because you know, all right. So vet tech, Jordan comes out, I check her teeth first. Her teeth are horrible. She's been like probably eating rocks for the past three years. She what she does have of teeth are just nubs her like fourth upper premolars on both sides are broken in half. So she only has half of that tooth. Oh, and then man. the one is like super pussy, but of course she doesn't care. Cause it's probably been like that forever. And of course I can't put her on anything for it right now. Right. And then, um, she surprisingly didn't have diarrhea the first, like when she was first here, like she was just pooping out like grass and stuff. Like it literally <laughs> looked like horse poop because like a, she's huge and B, like all she must've been eating was like, Hey, that's what it looked like. I was like, okay, this is a barn animal. And then I drew blood on her. Um, and she's heartworm positive. She's Ehrlichia positive. Her albumin was a little low, but so was her calcium, but she's a pregnant dog who hasn't been getting the right nutrients. So since I've had her, she's been eating puppy food and been eating great. Like she gets two cans of food along with like a ton of puppy food like she basically eats as much as she wants which is
0: which is probably why you may hear some dog farts during this She's, she's very she's
1: very gassy <laughs> she's very gassy this morning um <laughs> so she did end up getting like diarrhea like the first couple days she was here obviously because I switched her to like puppy food like just instantly from like whatever she was eating right but I've since dewormed her I've given her a bath I've given her frontline because it's safe for pregnant puppies or pregnant moms moms Yeah. I With was, puppies. Like, yeah um I've pulled a bunch of ticks off her hence her reliquia I was like my boss was like oh my god did you see her blood work and I was like yeah I'm literally like not surprised whatsoever like (laughs) like whatsoever
0: oh my god um
1: but yeah like her calcium level was a little low which I did some research obviously because I'm neurotic and um her calcium is low which in turn makes her albumin low but since I drew that blood like pretty early, like when I had her, so it's probably better now that she's been eating like a a good diet since Mm. I've had her, which is good, I guess, that she hasn't had her puppy because low calcium can make it so contractions don't work as hard, and I don't want any problems. Um, Yeah, no kidding. So anyway, yeah, that's my project, so I don't have to think about myself. Even though, dude, I have I have to get two lectures ready to go by the end of the month, along Uh. with like some book sections and stuff like that like and it is April 10th oh by the way today's Zara's birthday so happy birthday Z I love you so much (laughs) yeah and I gotta go to Greenville today for like a gymnastics meet because I don't have enough on my plate this is what I do though this is what I do when I don't want to think about myself and I think these episodes are making me think about myself a lot
0: yeah dude I
1: totally hear you on that and it's funny too because yesterday my boss like. So we were talking about my depression because now I joke about it. Like very frequently, we were talking about how I'm clearly a very sarcastic person. He's a very very sarcastic person. And then I was like, you say things. And then I was like, and then I go home and I wonder if you actually meant it, even though I know that you didn't mean it. But then of course, like my anxiety is all like, well, what if he did mean it? And then he just (laughs) didn't come off like he was meaning it. Or like, what if you're mad at me? He's like, how often do you think I'm mad at you? I was like, literally every day. I was like, how often are you mad at me? He's like, literally never. And I was like, I appreciate you saying this, but I don't, it will not stick in my brain. So he was like, do you think that COVID made your depression, like made you become depressed? And I was like, no, I was like, I'm a firm believer that I was depressed for a while, like a really long time, probably. I think COVID just made me face it, which we talked about last week. Yeah. Um, And he was like, oh, really? I was like, yeah, because think about it. Like I wasn't at work forever. Like I had nothing, I had all of my projects that I had lined up to keep me occupied were gone. Like I didn't do ACVIM last year. Like I had nothing to do, but think about myself. So now I'm like backtracking and trying to take on all this stuff so that doesn't happen again.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think you need a friend that you run all your decisions by to see if they would be good for you. I'm just saying if, if you need that to me yeah you can just um, text me
1: <laughs> so there's my husband too who's like you know, I know I but really I don't, think I don't necessarily
0: think that you're listening to him
1: <laughs> no, no 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 I'm not obviously
0: because yeah. I'm pretty sure Matt was probably like no and you were like but
1: it's fine so at first he was like no he's like we have a, a lot going on and I was like but I've always wanted to do something like this and he's like Jordan, we really have a lot going on. You have a lot going on. You've been sick and like, you haven't been feeling well. And I was like, oh, can you just think about it? And he's like, okay, well, like whatever you decide. I was like, you know what I decide, like, all right, done. Like, <laughs> I was like, see, this is why
0: I, you need another person to tell you no.
1: Poor Matt. Like he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't have a clue, you know, it's like, he wants me to be happy, but he's mm-hmm. not sure what's going to make me happy. So he thinks that me being neurotic and doing things like this is going to make me happy so he's right. like yeah like i support you so i don't know anyway that's my week in a nutshell so mm. who knows what jordan's gonna do my next week we'll see <laughs> i should start a sitcom i swear Oh my god. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway <sighs> this week um also i did want to do a little bit of housekeeping because i do appreciate all the people who've reached out to me the past week or two um yeah it's been kind of amazing yeah, because I've been super open. Yvonne's been open. Um, so I do truly appreciate all the people who've reached out. And I'm sure all the people who are still going to reach out because I'm still losing it. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I appreciate the support that I've received. And I enjoy that people um, are like in the background and they're like, it's like nobody knows me well enough to be like, dude, you're losing it. But like at the same time, like, it's nice to know that people are like, Hey, like, if you need anything, please just let me know. And I'm like, at at some point I'm just going to like hit up a random stranger who hits me up and I'm like, (laughs) I'm going to dump all of my stuff on
0: them. And they're going to be like, I'm just kidding. Yeah. They're like, holy
1: crap. (laughs) Like, what did I do? Um, so I did want to say thank you to everybody so this week though we are going to be discussing taking stock of where you are Uh,
0: (laughs) because we because we did that and we were like "Ooh,
1: (laughs) I I gotta (laughs) say I was like
0: mental health series
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god it's like it's just to the point where like there's literally nothing to do but laugh like it's just
0: I know it's it's kind of it's funny (laughs) It's funny because I assumed that going into the series that I would cry at least once or twice, maybe a bazillion times. Yeah. And I think I got it out of my system on the previous episodes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm just, I, yeah.
1: I mean. I think we, because we prepared ourselves for it. Now last week was, yeah. I think the last two weeks because of like telling everything about like how I can see my kids affected and stuff like that. Like that was when I listened back to edit it, like I could hear mm. in my voice that like, it was tough, but I think it's just like, still part of me is almost numb to it where it's like, well, I think again, we're still trying, not trying to, to, to face process.
0: It. I think yeah. we're trying to process too. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> so we'll get into it in a second <laughs> because this, this week is taking stock of where you are. Right. And in order to create the episode, we had to find things. And so of course we did them.
1: <laughs> We're like, Oh, because we can't hey. talk about them if we don't do them. Right. right I mean, right, like, yeah. Just so, like, I feel like we couldn't talk about this series without
0: like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not being a
1: professional, but being like someone who clearly needs help. Yes. But as we kind of lead in, obviously we are not mental health professionals. <laughs> nope. However, I have heard that like the most, like the best, like psychiatrists out there are the ones who are really messed up too. So I'm like, maybe like if that teching doesn't work out for me,
0: like my next career could be some sort of mental health professional, which is, is funny. I don't know if I've, I don't know if I've talked about this, but, um, when I was the first, well, the first time I was in college originally, um, I was an art major and I was going to do psychology minor. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it's really ironic that I am talking about it again. Well, well, no, I mean that I'm talking <laughs> about it again, because I think what, when I was taking the classes um, and, and since then, like some of my friends actually became like therapists that were taking some of those classes with me. Um, and and it's funny because we always talked about the the people that are interested in it early are usually the ones that have some sort of experience, whether personally themselves or someone very close in their family. Oh, for sure. And so part of it is wanting to learn like what the heck it's all about, right? And um, I one thousand percent did that um, because you know, like for me, I, well, okay again, we'll just say this. There may be trigger warnings in this episode. So this is something I'm going to talk about that may trigger you. So just warning, um, for me, like my first experience with death was when I was, I think I was 12, pretty sure I was 12. And, um, my best friend actually committed suicide. And so I started high school (laughs) just like in the craziest of places. Um, maybe I was 13 because it was between my freshman and sophomore year of of high school. And you know, that the fact that that was like my first experience with death, I think really shaped a huge thing for me. Um, just like dealing with death and looking at life and stuff like that. And And I think that was one of the big reasons why I started getting into psychology, just because I wanted to understand it and understand how, like my reactions to things. And, and I think I avoided it for a really long time. Um, and, and (laughs) so weird. Um, I remember, so you, you remember this, a star is born the movie, Mm -hmm. So I went and saw it in the theater with my husband. I had no clue really what that movie was about. <laughs> and I remember just like in, in a split second between knowing, being like, oh, well, okay, this is a cool movie too. Oh my God, this is about to happen. And I remember I broke down during that movie and yeah. Kevin was like, what just happened? I'm like, dude, I just legit had a PTSD moment. And, well, and I was I think- like, this is crazy to me because it's like, 20 years later, and I didn't even know that I could be triggered. And I right. was like,
1: Holy crap. I think there's a difference between like not expecting it though. Like when you oh, yeah. like you don't expect the trigger versus like things like this, it's like we expect that there's and gonna you be kind of topics. brace
0: yourself, right? You're like, Oh, yeah. okay, I'm about to be triggered. But yeah, yeah, when you're not prepared for that, you're like, Oh, okay, wow, that yeah. was an interesting train wreck that just happened. Right. So and you're
1: like, Holy cow, I didn't know that I like was still damaged from this <laughs> right
0: <laughs> yeah. and I think just talking about it with you not, not suicide but just talking about mental health in general with you yeah and researching for all this and then just all the stuff that's happening in our profession that we're seeing I think it made me, <laughs> take stock of myself for um, sure. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, there's so much more to mental health besides just suicide, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I really do still enjoy psychology. So, you know, I I don't know. There's some thoughts that I'm having about what to do in the future.
1: Yeah, we talked about that. And I I can't wait till we get to episodes about, we're going to get to episodes about like what we can do in the profession.
0: Yeah. Some of the, some, there's so many really good, um, training and resources now that I'm interested in it, Me too. um, like- and, but I don't, but so this is where I'm squidgy about it is I don't want to get into something that just focuses on suicide. Yeah. I, no. I you know, like I don't necessarily want, cause again, I look for the happy side of life because I know life can be shitty. So I'm more of a positive thinking or try to be positive thinking. Um, Well, and I
1: think that like you and I have talked about this where it's like, we want to be able to help people before suicides on the table. Like, yes. You know, it's like, think of where you are and where I am, where I am. Like, we're not, I'm definitely not comparing our, like what we're going through mentally but like, I had those, like, I've had scary thoughts that like, I'm like, holy cow, I can't believe I've had thoughts like this. And it's like, it, I don't like talking about it. So we're just going to move on. But I do want to put out the the little comment. If you're feeling suicidal, thinking of harming yourself or concerned that someone you know may be in danger of hurting yourself or um themselves, I'm sorry, not hurting yourselves, call the National Suicide Prevention Line at 1-800-273-TALK or 1-800-273-855 um, or visit your local emergency room. Now, I have to talk to people about visiting the emergency room just because of things that I've gone through. You can text home to 741-741 in the U S or Canada, or you can text 85258 in the UK. And then for Ireland, you can text 50808. Um, if you're thinking of harming yourself or having suicidal thoughts or concern for your safety or someone else's safety. So, yeah. And you can just speak to someone too. Like I just wanted to put those options out there. Um, obviously I don't, want to get into my thoughts and stuff like that too deep on this podcast. Cause I don't, I want to have fun today. Um, <laughs> uh, obviously I'm safe just for everybody, <laughs> for everybody to know. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's like, we've talked about how we want to help people before they get to that point. And it's like, mm-hmm. mind you, some people like me didn't realize they needed help until they got to that point. But then some people like you, like, especially when talking to me, you, you've kind of taken stock in yourself and said, well, shoot, maybe I need help before like, it gets too, too much further, you know, it's like,
0: yeah. And I, um, I think for me, because of being hyper aware of suicide Mm -hmm. early, I make sure I don't go there, you know, because Because yes, as a teenager, I 1000% had those thoughts, totally had those thoughts. Um, But I saw a mental health professional and I dealt with it. And I think, I think because of my personal experience way back when I'm again, I'm, I think I'm just hypersensitive to it. So I try to prevent even going down that way. And honestly, like since I was a teenager, I, I haven't had that thought because because of stuff I put in place for myself. Yeah. Yeah. Which like,
1: I've never experienced Um, anything like that. So it it just kind of like came like a truck out of nowhere where I was like, whoa, what's happening? And what
0: am, why am I thinking
1: this way? You know, it's like.
0: Right. And I think that's one of those things where like, unless you've dealt with it before, you you don't know what to be on the lookout for. Right. So you don't know it's it's that you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> a lot
1: of things lately.
0: Right? No, that's not true. I know true, how to care for I mean, it, dog. I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> right? But we talked about this last episode, right? Is if we we as veterinary professionals were never trained on how to cope with our day-to-day compassion satisfaction and maintaining satisfaction and preventing burnout, pre- preventing fatigue. And preventing the, the depression that can happen with No, some I mean, like in tech school, it wasn't touched on at
1: all that like, you, there's that brief conversation about I euthanasia. Don't even, I don't even think where,
0: yeah, I was going to say in euthanasia, they talk about it. But, but what we talk
1: about, that, think about it. What we talk about is how to make the client comfortable, right? We talk yes. about how to make mm-hmm. the setting for the client and the pet comfortable. We don't talk about how to make us comfortable. In these situations. Or how
0: to deal with it. We just say the longer you're in it, the easier exactly. it'll get. That's that's the conversation that you just have. build
1: this shell and, and nobody talks to you about how to make yourself comfortable with this. It's almost like you get thrown into it and it's kind of like a well, you just have to deal with it. This is your swim. job. Like it's Mm -hmm. your job and that's all there is to it. And and, you know, it's like, that's the question that people ask me too, when they're thinking about becoming a vet tech or thinking of working in the veterinary professional. Well, I just don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can deal with like euthanizing animals or dogs dying. And I'm like, and I never know what to say other than like, I've learned in the past few years, not even when I was first a tech of like, well, you know what, I'm ending suffering and I'm making these patients Mm -hmm. comfortable. Um, and to me, that's doing a good job. And because I've gotten better at caring for the clients, but I still don't know how to care for myself. We had a, um, mm-hmm. a young dog yesterday get euthanized because of unfortunate, like the dog was ridiculously sick in a susception that had perforated. Mm. It was a two year old dog, mm. and the dog had been sick since February. And it's like, and the mm. poor girl didn't have any money, but. Mm -hmm. you know, what got me was the fact that like this client was almost like she was hard. Like she was, she had shut down obviously from the decision. And to me that got me and think of all the times where you've had those euthanasias where you felt like the client didn't care. And like, those are the ones that bother you. Right. Like,
0: well, yeah. And that, and, and that's a really good point though, is some people in order to deal with it, they shut down, emotionally but that bothers me and they distance themselves. And it doesn't mean that they care less. It just means they're dealing with it differently. And I think, and I think that's true is most of us get very bothered by that because we're like, God, they're, so, they're emotionalists. They're, they're cold. They're mean. Like they're they cool. don't care. And- but, but some people, that's the only way they can get through but it. But then it's like, and I think it's really hard. It, it's one of those things where, our emotions we're not taught how to like
1: we're not taught how to deal yeah. with that. You know, it's like nobody taught me that like sometimes that's just how people deal with things, even though I shut down. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like mm-hmm. but it bothers me in the fact that like I've I'm clearly still thinking about that case when most euthanasia's like I can be like, you know what, that was a good decision. Like I know that dog was suffering. Yeah. But like
0: Well, and I think I think that's just something that it would be nice if we had better training on, on, cause I mean, I remember taking a human animal bond class. Like I yeah. remember that, and but it's. But it's still not the same. Cause
1: I've took, I've, I finished that not, class too. And yeah. it's, it's still how to care for the clients. Right. No, there's still nothing um, out
0: there for how to care for ourselves in situations like that. It's, it's how to, well, there, there is, but it's, you have to look for but it. But they're not, yeah, I was going to say they're not part of the curriculum. They're not part of everyday conversation. They're starting yes. to be, I think, I really think that they're starting to be, which is amazing. Um, and you know, we're going to, um, we just got confirmation that Liz so excited. will be on at least one episode <laughs> with us, um, because she, she's part of, she's a big part of not one more that support staff. And
1: I think she's um, doing some training too. Right. Yeah. Where like, yeah, see, I'm excited to learn all about that. Like, yeah, this is, and
0: what, I, what and I, I think it's going to be a really interesting conversation, even if we, cause we found some of the training, I don't think we're going to do all of them, but there are some that I'm like, Ooh, that sounds interesting. Yeah. And I think, I mean, <laughs> again, like, I think the COVID pandemic, I don't, I don't think the virus itself, but I think the pandemic and society's reaction to everything has really put a focus on mental health in general this last year. And I think we're going to, I think again, it was an abscess that needed to be lanced. And I think we're going to be better on the other side. Yes, it sucks right now, but I think I am hopeful that it's going to make our profession better.
1: Yeah. me too.
0: I'm, I'm hopeful that it'll make us better as, as technicians. And so, yeah. So part of that, I mean, we are taking stock, um, you know, so from, so a reminder from last week's episode where we talked about, the different kind of definitions, because again, they're, (laughs) they're not part of our normal language yet, but we're going to try to, um, compassion, satisfaction, right. That's our goal is to have a sense of fulfillment, a sense of purpose and satisfaction derived from working as a care provider. And we've all had those moments where we really feel satisfied. Right. And, And you mentioned it is like that euthanasia where, yes, it's a, it's a sucky situation, but you know, that the suffering has ended. And so you do feel like a little bit of satisfaction from being able to provide that instead of seeing the suffering continue. Well,
1: and especially when like you have those cases though, too, where the clients do give it their all, you know, and it's like, we made the dog feel better even for a month, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. it's like, so my friend who adopted that dog who has cancer, right? Like Mm -hmm. we could have euthanized that dog last week and it would have been sad but now the dog has a chance mind you she got chemo and this dog is acting like a freaking puppy it is amazing so this is where i'm satisfied right because like my Mm -hmm. i am kind of satisfied i will love on this dog and then like i'm like i remember that she's probably gonna die soon and i'm like you know what nope get away from me detach (laughs) like this is gonna be horribly sad but like when it does come time i know damn well that this dog had a great last how many ever days felt mm-hmm. better played like a puppy and got love and so it's gonna be a satisfying thing or yeah. like you know those cases that you fix and
0: like you see them on death's door and you get them out of the hospital yeah I we think. have a
1: we have an imha that we've been caring for for six years who yep. was almost dead like six times <laughs> and now mind you like she's older now and like she's coming towards the end of her life but it's still gonna be mm-hmm. you know like satisfying
0: hmm yeah so the compassion, satisfaction, compassion, stress, this is kind of that unavoidable stress experienced with, with helping others. So um, thinking about euthanasia, yeah. <laughs> diagnosing cancer, like we know these things are expected and natural and unavoidable. Um, and so it does cause stress. Now the next step up is like, if you've got too much stress, not enough satisfaction is compassion fatigue so it's the exhaustion and biologic physiologic emotional dysfunction resulting from prolonged exposure to compassion stress um, so that that's that's compassion fatigue and then burnout is um, chronic interpersonal stresses on the job so emotional exhaustion cynicism personal inefficiency and ineffectiveness in the work environment so they're all parts of that, but you know, we talked about them pretty in depth last week. So definitely check that out. But I just wanted to kind of remind what these things are because one of the things we're gonna talk about today is this assessment tool that the AVMA has, which I I haven't found another one. No, I, I was really looking for another one, and this is really the only one that I that I could find. And um it was really cool because it came from the human healthcare side. Um and so interesting. Yeah, I was like, oh, that makes that makes a lot of sense actually that it would come from there. And so it's it's basically, uh, what was it like 20 questions? 20, 30, like it was like,
1: yeah, somewhere between 20 and 30. Um, And you
0: basically just rate it, right? Your, your experience with the different ones. And at the very end, um, you get a, you get a score. So you get a compassion satisfaction score, a burnout score. And this one's kind of interesting, a secondary traumatic stress score, um,
1: I was thrilled to, we'll get there. (laughs) I was like, Oh my God, thank God. (laughs) Right. Yeah.
0: Um, so this is you can find this. So it's on the AVMA website. So avma.org slash resources. So go to the resources section. It's under tools, it's under well being, and it's assess your well being. So I mean, you could just google avma.org, assess your well-being. I'm sure it'll come up. I'm wasn't pretty that sure that's how I find it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll put the link obviously in the show notes for you guys too. Um, but it, um, it's cool. So you take it, you get a score. So your compassion satisfaction, right? The score is about the pleasure you derive from being able to do your work well. For example, you may feel like it is pleasure to help others through your work. You may feel positively about your colleagues or your ability to contribute to the work setting or even the great good, greater good of society. Higher scores... <laughs> on this scale represent a greater satisfaction related to your ability to be an effective caregiver in your job. So on the compassion satisfaction score, the higher you score, the more satisfied you are. <laughs> yeah. So um <laughs> <laughs> We'll get into that in just a second. Why Jordan and I are kind of giggling about this. Um, so the average is 50, um, 25% scored higher than 57, 25% score below 43. So the higher you are, the, the more satisfaction you have.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised by my score.
0: Right. So <laughs> it's funny because we're so close to each other's numbers. It's mm-hmm. kind of, it makes me laugh a little bit. Um, so my compassion satisfaction score was 33 <laughs> super
1: close to that 50 right there
0: <laughs> i know i was like oh <laughs> jordan what because i have room you want, to talk
1: right so i'm I like well my score
0: was 29 yeah. so we're right like i i feel like that may be like a little bit of like you know <laughs> I th- I think that's the same number, honestly.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, yes, because I haven't been at work, I haven't been completing the things that I need to complete. Like, I I am
0: aware. <laughs> I keep taking on projects. Yeah. yeah, and it was funny because I I got that number and at first I was kind of offended. That was what I was. <laughs> I was, I was <laughs> kind of offended. I was like, what? And then I was like, oh no, that's probably pretty freaking accurate for right now exactly because I I think if I took it at some other point I think I would have been higher but right now yeah I I, was offended
1: when I read like it's your ability to be an effective caregiver in your job and I was like excuse me I am an effective caregiver and I was like you know what (laughs) you know what mentally i'm not like quite there so yeah 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 yeah. this assessment tool is probably right <laughs> like listen which is funny parents. because
0: i didn't take it that way i did i, I took like, it as in like i'm just not happy with where i'm at and in, in my job like see, my job i feel i feel like fine. i don't make a big difference see
1: you're there and i'm to the <laughs> point where like I almost want to take a step back because I feel like I had this argument. I was talking to my coworker yesterday. Mm-hmm. I think I was like, you guys can do this. You don't need me. And mm. I I feel like I can do different things. Like there's different things that I want to do. And being <laughs> We've talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> being like the hand holder and stuff like that. Like I love being a leader. I do. I but I'm like, I need my team to do it now. And I want to sit back and watch and delegate. Like, I don't want it to always be like, Jordan, can you do this? Jordan, can you do this? Jordan, like, I love being needed, but I'm like overwhelmed right now.
0: Yeah. Huh.
1: So it's like, it's almost too much. Like I am almost doing too many things at work where I'm like, somebody else is capable of doing this. like, it doesn't always have to be me. Like, I feel like I'm doing everything.
0: That's really funny because I'm like on the opposite end of that. Yeah. So for me at work, yeah, I mean, on my day-to-day because I'm not in management, right. And that's, that's a personal choice for me because I've been management and I don't particularly enjoy the confrontation and, um, discipline part of it. So I kind of, I, I just, I don't like it. (laughs) So I have chosen not to go back into management. And, um, and so for me, you know, this is the first job that I haven't gone into management, but I do want to, take on more responsibility, but at the same time, it's really difficult to do that because I work with a doctor whose pace is extremely fast paced. And mm-hmm. I love that. I don't like it when I work with other doctors that are slower paced than she is because it, it makes the day drag out. Yeah. Um, and so for me, it's really hard to take on other projects, quote unquote projects, when I'm a primary tech for a doctor, because I don't have the time to do it, I, I can't commit to a time frame because I don't know what my days are going to be like, and and I and I refuse to work for a company off the clock. Like I've done that before, and it's not okay. Like that should not be an expectation. Yeah. And veterinary medicine's really bad about that, and yeah. I have drawn boundaries because I have. I think it's when I was a teacher, you know, I was getting paid for 40 hours a week, but I was working, I don't even know, like 70 plus hours a week because I was staying at work for really long periods of time. I was working on stuff at home, creating lectures. And I was like, no, I will never do that again. And I think, I think I'm struggling because there's things that I can do at my work and there's things that I can do to make a difference, but I don't have the time to devote to it. And so it's, it's like, if I, if I could work three days on the floor and one day doing like other stuff, yeah. like that, that I, that I could work on to help, that would be amazing. Yeah. 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 But, but I don't have that. And so I can't I can't work on like creating client go homes. Like I'm, I'm supposed to create videos of like how to demos. And I'm like, when am I supposed to do that? Like, I don't, I don't have the time to commit. Like, I can't make a commitment on time because I have appointments because I have procedures. Like I can't be like, yes, on Wednesday at three o'clock, I'm going to do this video because I can't be off the floor.
1: But we're almost in similar situations because like, that's. So that's my goal. I want to make my practice run smoother, but from the background, I am responsible for training and I train my coworkers to do what I can do. But the fact that everybody in that clinic relies so heavily on me, it's always Jordan, can you just come and make sure that this is right? Or like my, my boss is like really bad about it. Like he, and I mean, I've been with him the longest, Mm. like I I get it. He's, (laughs) he's an internist. Like, we all know how they are. You know, it's like he said, They're very ways.
0: specific about they know how you do it and they yes. like how you do it, and so you're the only one that can possibly know how to do it.
1: One hundred percent. But he yes. almost—it's like the opportunity. I'm like, well, so and so can do it too. Well, can you just can you just do it like? And I'm like, how do they I trust sp- you? How am I supposed to train my employees though to do it the way I do it? if everybody, cause even my employees are like, well, I mean like he, he's just going to ask you anyway. And I'm like,
0: right. That, that like, happens to me all the time. I'm like, someone else can do the blood pressure.
1: Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Well, but you did it last time. And I really just want the consistency. I was like, I've done everything the last several times because I've been here yeah. for six years. My initials is on everything. Right. <laughs> so it's like, uh, yeah. And it's like, I do want to just take a step back and I want to be better at training my staff. Like I feel mm-hmm. like, because everybody is just like, well, Jordan can just do it or Jordan's going to double check it. It's almost like, well, they know that they can be a little lax or they know that like, it's okay if they make a mistake because like I am there to correct it. So yeah, it's like, I just feel like my hand is in everything that I don't have mm-hmm. enough time to focus on the things that I do want to make better. Like You know, like you said, like the client handouts or discharging patients or my boss is like, well, you got your VTS, like caring for patients and doing this stuff is like what you got your VTS for. And I was like, but I want my other staff members to get their VTS. So like, Mm -hmm. I need them to get the knowledge and I want to sit back and just tell, like, I want to do things from behind
0: them. Well, and I, and I think (sighs) I think that's the satisfaction. Like they talk about the greater good of society that a hundred percent is where I want to be is like, I want to have some satisfaction from helping technicians elevate their, their game. Right. Like that. And that's part of the reason why we did the podcast. That's part of the reason why we have the membership because I don't want to, I don't want to be the only one that knows it. <laughs> you know. And I think, and I think you're kind of in that same place where, you know, we want to pass it along because, because we want to elevate our profession. Yeah, like that's exactly. just, that's where we want to be. And I, and I know different people in your career, like everybody in their careers, are at different places as far as like what your status, your satisfaction for your job would entail. You know, it could be like you're in the very beginning, and so your satisfaction is going to be from you know passing the VTNE or yeah. from your first blood draw. So it's
1: well, and you know about it's, like how we've changed though too, because like my satisfaction originally came from handling patients. Mm -hmm. And like, I love handling patients, but now what I want is more client discussion. Like I want to talk to clients and I want to educate clients and I want to educate team members, Mm -hmm. um, and do less like hands-on stuff because I already Mm -hmm. have those skills. I've already proven to myself that I've mastered these skills. Yep. So it's like, how much better can I get at placing a urinary catheter or placing IV catheters or drawing blood? Like I'm already as good as I can possibly get, you know, yeah. I've already maxed it's, out. <laughs> it's
0: Cause you got your VTS. That's this what I mean. Why. Like I've already you in. have mastered these skills. <laughs> you and I have talked about this because it's almost yeah.
1: like after you get your VTS, it's very much of like, okay, cool. What's next. Yeah. Well, what's next is educated. Like now my brain can always get smarter, but my yeah. hands are always going to be just, well, my hands are going to get worse. I
0: was going to (laughs) say our our bodies are going to get worse. Yeah.
1: So I'm, I'm at the peak of my career right now and I don't want it to go downhill.
0: Right. And I think, and, and you and I have talked about that. I mean, that's part of, that's part of the reason why we're doing what we're doing. And, and it was funny because when I, when I took this, I realized, you know, during the whole pandemic thing, the podcast really helped keep me sane yeah, <laughs> you know, and like, like it gave us something to focus on to when, continue like a sense of normalcy. And it was consistent too. Every yes. week you and I talk, yep. every week you and I
1: educate ourselves further because we always learn something new.
0: Mm-hmm. Always. And I think that's part of our compassion satisfaction for our our profession is like, I think that really kept it. So our number wasn't lower. Exactly. (laughs) I was just going to say that. I was like, I
1: think this is the only reason why my number is 29 and not 17. (laughs) Like like, like
0: two. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Because I've talked about it before too, where it's like, even as a mom, like my kids are very self-sufficient now, you know? And it's hmm. like, there's not a lot that I, they don't depend on me. It's very, they've
0: mastered the basic skills. Now, now it's a matter of them it's, doing things themselves.
1: So each of my jobs, so I have my mom, right. And like my mom duties and then my work duties at work, I'm needed too much. And at home it's taken the turn where now I'm not needed as much oh. and I'm stuck in the middle of like, I, what do I need to do for me? Right? Like, how do I need to focus on me and how do I make me better? Right. So it's been taking stock has been very difficult because at the end of the day, I really have no clue what I want because then I still have those days where my kids are like Matt sitting on the couch and I'm in the shower and the kids still come to me where they're like, can I have a snack? And I'm like, your dad is sitting right next to you. (laughs) Like, (laughs) back off and go ask your (sighs) other parent we're like bailey's like well can i go play with my friends i'm like you've been home with your dad all day and i just walked through the door like ask your dad like i it's so funny oh so anyway we should move on from compassion satisfaction (laughs) i feel like i'm talking (laughs) apparently we have um
0: some room to grow in this area
1: (laughs) i have room to grow just like a hundred percent and i'm gonna apologize right now because like if I can't, there's no way I can edit out all the panting in the background.
0: I mean, that's pregnant dog panting right there. It's She's pregnant. Like, oh, dog God. panting.
1: I, I swear to God, if this dog goes in labor today
0: during the episode,
1: <laughs> Oh my God. Stop it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, okay. So the next, the next thing that was measured was the burnout score. So, um, so what, What AVMA listed it as is most people have an intuitive idea of what burnout is. From the research perspective, burnout is one of the elements of compassion fatigue. It is associated with feelings of hopelessness, difficulties in dealing with work, or enduring doing your job effectively. These negative feelings usually have a gradual onset. They can reflect the belief that your efforts make no difference or they can be associated with a very high workload or a non-supportive work environment. Higher scores on the scale on the scale mean that you're at a higher risk for burnout. Um, so the average on this was also 50, uh, 25% scored above 57, 25% for below 43. This one's kind of the opposite of the compassion satisfaction. So if it's below 43, This reflects positive feelings about your ability to be effective in your work. Above 57 means you're not feeling very effective. Um, This one is kind of interesting because it can reflect your mood. It can be based on like having a bad day or needing time off. And again, I feel like this is one of those tools that you can do like once a month just to see where you're at, right? Like we talked about that mental health last week was it's a sliding scale. You're not always in the same mood (laughs) at any given time. So, you know, these are good tools to just check in and see where you're at. So, uh, our burnout score, which I was very excited about me um, too. I was like, yes. At first when I saw them, I was like, oh God, because you know, it's the opposite of the compassion satisfaction score. The higher you are on this one, the worse it is, the lower, the better. So I got 27 yep. and Jordan got 30. Yeah. So we're doing pretty good.
1: I mean, now, I definitely if you think that, that I can do my job effectively.
0: Six months ago, I would have probably been like a 60. Yeah. Probably. Cause I definitely was burnt out. Like it was bad, bad.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think so. like, it makes sense too, because like, I do feel that I can do my job effectively. I, I just said it about how like I'm peaked at my career. Like I, I can't get any better at do, doing my hands-on job. I mean, I probably could, but like, and I, I sound really cocky, but like I've worked 15 years to get as good as I am now. Yeah. You know, Like I wanted it to be the go-to when people can't get blood. I wanted people to be able to come to me and then I could get it that first it's like all those memes like I love it like it's yeah. <laughs> high off of the fact that people are like I can't get blood on this cat can you and then like I do it in one poke and I'm like you're
0: like, yeah. you're like I get the button for the day <laughs> so I feel like
1: I've earned my right to brag about how good I am at doing that kind of stuff like and then I obtained Just my BTS know that if it.
0: the um that tech gods are listening don't going to. I'm so. not gonna
1: be able to <laughs> <laughs> a vein for the next three weeks now. <laughs> like
0: they're like, ooh, someone got she needs to get knocked down ahead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's gonna happen. don't um, worry, guys. We have a lot of um, superstitions, and I'm not afraid to talk about them. <laughs> no. So I,
1: I'm very happy that my burnout scale was low because again, like yeah. I do, I'm not satisfied in my job but I'm not burnt out from my job whatsoever like I like my job and I'm good at my job
0: yeah and I've always well, said that I, like my depression does not come from my job right you know and I think you know, I mean that was really cool like again if I would have taken it six months ago I know that number would have been completely different yeah and I've done a lot to get out of that burnout space because it was bad um and I, and I, do I have room to grow? Yes. I, I obviously, my compassion action score is low. Um, so I, I think I definitely have room to grow, but I'm not burnt out. I'm not at, I'm not over threshold, which is good. So I will take that as a win. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then this last score too, I was very also proud of because, but I guess I'm not surprised because so the last one is secondary traumatic stress score. So this is the second component of compassion fatigue. Um, it's going to be about your work-related secondary to exposure to extremely or traumatic stressful events, developing problems due to exposure to others. Trauma is some somewhat rare, but does happen to many people who care for those who have experienced ex- extremely or traumatically stressful events. So for example, you may repeatedly hear stories about the traumatic things that happen to other people commonly called a vicarious
0: traumatization. And let wait, wait, before you go further on that. This is why I don't know. If it, so I think we talked about it, but like that tech Kelsey, like last year, she had to get out of certain groups oh, yeah, on Facebook yeah. because she was internalizing a lot of what technicians were saying about, you know, the bad clients, the euthanasias. And she was like, I'm over threshold. And that, that, I bet you was kind of that secondary traumatic stress thing because you're reading all these negative things and you're internalizing it. Um, I think this is also a secondary traumatic stress. I think this is, um, I, I feel like, you know, um, an anesthetic death or a really bad hit by car that comes in or, you know, that like old man crying thing. <laughs> oh yeah. During a or, euthanasia, like I think those are all part of this. Or heaven
1: forbid, like a client gets physical with you. You know, it's like I've had a client. Wait,
0: the way you just said that, I'm sorry, but I was like, like get it on. <laughs> and Keep then I'm on. like that is not what she said. Okay, well I have to lift the mood a little bit, Jordan.
1: <laughs> well, but that is a thing though too. Because remember. Remember last year, there's that tech- technician in, was it last year or the year before? I think it was the year before where that technician, unfortunately, was raped leaving work. Yeah. So it's like, so there are other things. So like if your work puts you directly in the path of danger, so for example field work in a war or area of civil violence so we do have those technicians who go overseas and they're trying to help dogs in these like war zones my brother talks to me all the time about when he was over in Afghanistan and Iraq about like the condition of dogs and about how just like yeah. obviously there's kids walking around with guns and people just shoot dogs for no reason like that's traumatic but I didn't experience well, I was that to say,
0: animal control I would think would kind of yeah. fall into this as well
1: yeah or just like say you li- I mean like that happens in the United States like you know mm-hmm. kids are like you experience someone like abusing an animal firsthand like it can even be a family thing like um yeah. so this is not a secondary exposure though this exposure is primary so like like you're seeing it yeah like say it was your dog and your dad kicked it you know it's Oof. like it it's it's primary exposure but also you can be exposed to others traumatic events as a result of your work so like as a therapist or an emergency worker there's a secondary exposure because they're receipt like you're an emt and you see someone get shot like or like you're caring for someone who gets shot so it's like
0: so it's like animal control or um er (laughs) like rescue rescue groups and stuff like that yeah so there's a lot there's a er
1: (laughs) yeah yeah so yes (laughs) <laughs> the symptoms of secondary traumatic stress though are usually rapid in onset and associated with a particular event. So like, um, something specific and they may include being afraid, having difficulty sleeping, having images of upsetting event pop into your mind or avoiding things that remind you of this event. Um, I don't, I want to say give a
0: good example of this one too. I, I definitely had that happen with my dog. Yeah. So when my dog, um, when she threw a clot to her lungs Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: that whole experience, I definitely for a little while, like I had trouble seeing dogs in the oxygen cage. I -hmm. I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't handle that right now because I'm having that traumatic event kind of happen. So it's, it's, you're, you're going to experience it hopefully you can use some techniques to get out of it right yeah. and so knowing where you are and again it's a sliding or it's a sliding scale it's ever changing you might be totally fine now you may you know have an event that sets you off that triggers you you know like having an anesthetic death right like that's that's very traumatizing for a while like mm-hmm. then you're like i can't do anesthesia you're just like Ugh. so knowing where you are with that score is also really important yeah yeah Um, definitely
1: because like so in my experience like i've had one client that i can specifically think of who was very aggressive and mind you he'd never laid hands on me but he got in my face and he scared me like he scared me and my boss was like leave the hospital now and i was like okay so i left but wow. I was nervous to go back because it was just one of those situations where I was like, I don't have a clue what this guy is going to do. Like, I don't have, a, right. like, he was upset. And so after that, for a while, I couldn't deal with clients who even just remotely had a tone of like, excuse, like where they're just like, what do you mean? And I'm like, oh my God, I'm out. Like, <laughs> I can't do this, you know? Wow, yeah. So it's like, it, it could be anything. So again, for this, the average score is 50 about 25% of people score below 43 and about 25% of people score above 57, the higher your score, then you might want to take some time to think about what at work might be frightening you or if there's some other reason for the elevated score. Sometimes you might not know specifically, so that's why like you should take some time to think about it. Um, while higher scores do not mean that you do have a problem, they're an indication that you may want to examine how you feel about your work and your work environment. And you might want to discuss this with either your supervisor, a colleague, or a healthcare professional. Um, now, my score Our are,
0: scores Yeah. <laughs>
1: my we that happened years ago, <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> like apparently I haven't been traumatized lately because my score was 20. Yeah. And mine was 22. So I was like, oh, sweet.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't go to work scared, especially now that I'm in a new building.
0: I love my new building. Right. Like, I love it. Like I haven't, I haven't been traumatized in a while. <laughs> Thank goodness. Whew. Yeah. So, so this is, I mean, this is really cool. Like you can, you can take this test. Um, I, I don't know, like it might be a good, like if you really want to work on like where you're at it's a good tool to take every couple of months and just, you know, see where you're at. It's kind of like the technician quality of life score. (laughs) We should should do
1: this again, like that tech week and just see, like take stock of where we are,
0: (laughs) where are we at guys? (laughs) Um, so it's really, I mean, it, it really is. It's a great, it's a great tool to kind of see where you're at and see, you know, what area you might need to focus on. Um, so that's, that's what we wanted to share with you guys. Cause it was the only really cool one that we found. <laughs> yeah. I did like that one. Yeah. Um, there is also like, um, I think at the end of that survey, there was, um, there was a really cool article about compassion fatigue and burnout, the history definitions and assessment that was, um, I guess it was uh, originally, um, Posted in Veterinary, Veterinary Money Digest, which is kind of interesting, but it was a cool article, definitely worth a read. Um, we'll put the link in the notes, um, just because. And I think they shared it on DVM360, is where the the um, the link goes to. But it was it was really good. Um, so, uh, and I think just a reminder for burnout: if you see your team having decreased motivation, interest in work disillusionment with their career choices, resentment towards clients and pets, overall low, low mood and feelings of sadness. I think, you know, as a clinic, it might be really good to kind of see what you guys can do to help prevent or to help combat the burnout that's going on. And I think burnout is very prevalent right now in many clinics because, yeah
1: of just being
0: so overwhelmed with clients right now. Like it's intense. Um, so I think we need to be very compassionate with each other and have a realistic expectation. You know, if there's only so many appointments, any team can handle. If you are over that and you are squeezing things in you're, it's just a recipe for disaster. So Be compassionate with each other, you know, look at these things and try to, to see what's going on. Just, uh, just a quick, like early signs of potential mental health unhealthiness. Um, and we, we, we intuitively know these, so this shouldn't be shocking to anyone eating or sleeping too much or too little. Jordan. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) done this, but I know Jordan's doing it recently.
1: Sorry. Jordan's out of the office right now. Please come back in eight weeks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Pulling away from people and usual activities. Um, that 1000% is me. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yvonne, (laughs) that's me having low or no energy guilty. Yeah. Guilty as charged uh feeling numb or like nothing matters I haven't had that in a while but I believe you talked about it last week yeah. so yeah yes we've done it been there done that next having unexplained aches and pains okay well I'm like dang girl I know
1: the, I feel a top both top of list. us it's like come like, on I <laughs> want to take stock anymore <laughs>
0: Feeling helpless or hopeless. Um, I'm not there now, but I was probably last year, middle of last year. Smoking, drinking, or using drugs more than usual. I like that last, like more than usual. I know. I'm like, oh, I did drink a little bit more beer last year at some point. Yeah. I got to say. Not so much now. Yeah. Last year,
1: definitely. But I'm back to my like two beers a year now. So
0: (laughs) I know I was like, I was doing a beer a week. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I got to say, I
1: was definitely... Having issues last year. <laughs> like,
0: clearly. Well, <laughs> uh, feeling unusually confused, forgetful, on edge, angry, upset, worried, or scared. Basically, your like, emotions are like all over the place, is what that means.
1: I feel like that's very, like, that's been since I was like six.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my God. Like, yelling or fighting with family or friends. I'm going to throw coworkers on that. Like, yeah. I think that also happens. Um, experiencing severe mood swings that cause problem in relationships. Oh, I Can I just say that.
1: my coworkers though, have come to realize that like, I'm not quite right when I stop being sarcastic. <laughs> so, cause like every <laughs> like, day, uh-oh. <laughs> every day they're like, it's okay if I take lunch right now. And I'm like, no. And like, <laughs> they're like, okay, I'll <laughs> see you back in like 30 minutes. And I'm like, unacceptable or something like that so like the days where i'm like yeah that's fine like just take however long you need they're like are you okay I'm
0: like, yeah. oh. <laughs> i know when people ask me at work they're like can you help me and i go no find someone else yeah, yeah yeah and they're like really i'm like no and then i i usually end up getting up and like helping them yeah and i was like oh you don't know that i'm sarcastic this could be seen as a problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. I'm sarcastic. I'm sorry. I'm so grateful <laughs> that my entire
1: team is very sarcastic. So we all get along very, very well, but nice. it was funny. Cause like when they first, like when my newer coworkers first started working for us, like there's one girl, um, she's like just particular. like, she's not as quiet anymore, but she was quiet when she first started. Mm. And I didn't know, I, I tried very hard to like bring in my, like sarcasm but I was also like going through a lot of stuff like when we first hired her where I was like much better and more less sarcastic I guess Uh, so like we kind of eased into it but now she's very like she texted me the other day hey traffic's really bad and um I'm gonna be a few minutes late and I was like unacceptable I'm gonna talk to your supervisor blah 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 and then so we have a group chat, and so my other coworker was like, "So you're going to talk to yourself?" And I was like, "Yep, I usually do talk to myself about all of you guys. You all are slackers." And like, and so it's just like I love that we have that dynamic. Like, that's, that's hilarious. Yeah. Anyway,
0: <sighs> the next thing is having persistent thoughts or memories you can't get out of your head. So it's like fixating on th- things, <laughs> hearing like what people places. say. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Or that, you know, did you send home the right medication? Are you mad at me? No, you're not
1: mad at me. They have to be mad at me. They made this weird comment where they had this weird eye movement. This is my constant brain. Like someone like, I I couldn't tell if they rolled their eyes, but maybe they rolled their eyes. And like, what did I say to that client? Was that client upset with me? Oh my God. This is a constant state of my brain. My brain is constantly like,
0: (laughs) uh, I can't turn it off. Oh my God. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. We'll we'll get you there. We'll get you there, baby steps, Jordan. Yeah, I'm I'm getting there.
1: <laughs> I like this one. Hearing voices or believing things that are not true.
0: Um, I I guess this is like I, I guess it's like extreme, like believing things that are not true. Like I think all of us believe things that are not true. Like superstitious. Yes, superstitions. But it's, yeah, superstitions. Uh, super it's just curious about this. real. Just like kidding. i'm just curious
1: oh. if anybody's experienced that and like what it's like you know because it's like i have my inner monologue you know
0: you mean believing things that are not true yeah i feel like like would... i think i think what they're thinking on this is like someone saying i have to wear a tinfoil hat otherwise the government will control me See, i think that's the extreme that we're talking about not like
1: so and is mad at me when they're not.
0: I mean, I guess that's a mild form of it. Yeah. Right? I, like, I mean, just, I'm right. thinking that like- I, Again, it's a scale probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, no. And then of course, like we are obviously getting more severe because then there's thinking of harming yourself or others and then inability to perform daily tasks like taking care of your kids or getting to work or school. Um, yeah. I don't want to get into So these, these are closer.
0: these are all um these are all things of of you know just check to see where you're at with it. Um it's the tip of the week. Meow.
1: Tip of the week. Take care meow. of yourself and figure out where you are.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say tip of the week is is using that AVMA um assessment tool. I think I think that could be really beneficial for all of us just to be like, where am I take stock, get a snapshot. What can I do to be healthier? It's kind of like in your personal physical health, getting your weight and your BMI and stuff like that. And being like, all right, if I need to, if I want to change that, those numbers, I don't like doing what do I need to do. So I don't do it either, but
1: do as Um, I say, not as I do.
0: Right. But well, but I mean, like, it depends on what you're focusing on, right? Like if you want to lose weight, the way you make that assessment is by checking your weight, checking your BMI, checking your strength and going from there. So if you want to be healthier with your, your mental health, you need to take some sort of an assessment. And so this is like a good tool to just be like, where am I at right now? Okay. What are some of the things that I can work on? And, and work on that, right? It,
1: it's been very hard to try to pay attention to myself and figure out where I'm at. Thanks COVID for forcing it on me <laughs> as I run away from it again, now that I'm busy again.
0: <laughs> but you're not running away from it because we're having these conversations.
1: We are having these conversations and then- And,
0: you're, and you have a therapist or, well, not a therapist, you have yeah. a- mental health professional that you were working with. I
1: do. I am very excited about that. I do have an appointment coming up thanks to my doctor because I was open and told her what was going on. And she gave me new meds that I haven't started yet because I adopted a dog and I was. And you're gonna go get that this weekend and start them. Depends on if my dog has puppies or not. So I haven't started them because they make me sleepy and I have to take them before bed. And I've been trying not to sleep because that's healthy. And (laughs) I've been watching this dog. Who hasn't had puppies. So I've been not sleeping all week for no reason. I
0: know none of you can see this, but I just totally eyebrow raised it, Jordan. I know I am very much in trouble and I. You're going to and... be in a better place for mom and puppies and your kids. If you take care of yourself. Yeah. We'll get because I don't want you crashing and burning girl. You cannot crash and burn.
1: Nope. Thank goodness. I have a community of people around me making sure that I don't as That's I try right. very hard to self-destruct.
0: We're just going to MacGyver it and like deactivate that bomb with some chewing gum, a paperclip mm-hmm. and, um, an IMFVT sticker. Yeah.
1: And a new notebook. <laughs> I need a new notebook.
0: No, I have lots right. of notebooks. I don't need a new notebook. <laughs>
1: I need some sort of new office supplies. I got a new calendar. That's a little helpful. I need, (laughs) I need something else. Oh, can I shout out though, real quick, because this is also helpful and, um, stickers. She's on Instagram and I've been following her and I messaged. Well, actually I shared, so she started a mental health journal that she's been selling and, um, it's basically just like a a brief journal of like just write down like the good things that happened to you in the day cuz we're talking about like taking stock of yourself and stuff like this so i'm a fan of her so it's vet stickers on instagram i believe she has a facebook page as well um and you should totally link to
0: it in uh, the Facebook group.
1: I will. And I shared her story on Instagram a couple of days ago because nice. of the, the journal. So the front of the journal says you are doing great. Take care of yourself. Don't keep it in, write it out. So I do just want to shout it. that out. And I shared it and she like messaged me and she's like, Oh my God, I'm totally fangirling right now. And I was ah! like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> I was like, I was like Your stickers are amazing and I want one of your journals. I just need to suck it up and I actually get one because writing things out makes me nervous. Mm. Um, That's really
0: cool. I'm going to have to check it out.
1: Yeah, I'll share it. I'll see if we can get it on Facebook too. I'm not Instagram savvy, so I don't really know how to share things from Instagram to Facebook, but like she has things on there, like reflect on your day, case of the day, because it is vet tech related. Um, There's one on there that says I booped. So, like, you can write down, like, whatever Aww. pet you booped. Um, I think it's super cute. And I, I am going to buy one of these. And then it says, like, I've had how many cups of water and I ate. Like, what? Like, it's just making sure. Oh, nice. That, I love it. Yeah, that you, like, keep healthy. And, like, um, so, yeah, I got to I gotta find a way to share it. <laughs> I'll get Instagram savvy maybe this weekend and figure out how to, <laughs> to do so. Cause So, I, I did want to shout out Vet Stickers. Um, go to her website. I will put it in the show notes, maybe if I can figure that out. Cause I'm not great at it.
0: <laughs> so. we'll, we'll figure it out at, somehow. <laughs> that's really a, a really cool. Like that's a cool resource too. I love, I love that idea. Yeah. And now for the question of the week, what are you doing to take
1: stock in yourself? Like, have you figured out where you are yet? Is this episode making you think
0: of where you are? You have another really cool resource besides the AVMA well-being assessment. Like I- Again, we couldn't find any. So if you know of some like a questionnaire or something like that, just let us know. Cause I think it'd be awesome.
1: Yeah. I think the more information we get out in the world right now, the better. So yeah.
0: hit us up. Let me know. All right. <laughs> what a long episode. On that insane uh, note. <laughs> Thank you for sticking around with us. Uh, I hope I hope that even though this topic, these topics are probably making you pretty squidgy because it's making us squidgy. Um, I hope it, I hope it opens a conversation for you and I hope it leads to a healthier you. Yeah. We want healthier. We want healthier us. All right, guys. Anything else we need to talk about this week? No, but hopefully
1: next week I have an update on some puppies. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you'll have to share pictures when, when oh. you get puppies because, um, a hundred percent compassion satisfaction is
1: puppies. You know how long it's been since I've had puppy snuggles oh. because I work in internal medicine. So when I do get I puppy know. snuggles,
0: it's sad. They, yeah. It's like they're really like diseased and, like, <laughs> and they're going to die in six months. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm so excited. Right.
1: I hope they're floofy pibbles. <laughs>
0: i can't wait to see what they're gonna be oh my god me too
1: i will share a picture of mom because she's beautiful and has like the best eyes
0: she's so stinking cute she's She's adorable
1: so we're trying to come up with like a specific theme for the puppies um like named after like tv show characters so i think i've talked about like my theme names for when i get chickens someday right Oh, I'm probably, gonna probably,
0: but I don't remember.
1: I'm gonna name chickens after Jurassic Park characters because they're little mini dinosaurs. So I'm gonna have like oh, T-Rex yeah, yeah. and like Andominus Rex and Owen and Claire and like all, all the things when we have chickens. So Matt was like, well, let's name the puppies after Jurassic Park. And
0: I was like, no. That that's a horrible For no. the chickens. Um I think you should name them. Oh how funny would it be if you named them after like Harry Potter characters?
1: Oh yeah, but everybody like, does that. Fred,
0: George, Jenny. <laughs>
1: I'm a big fan. Right now we're Hermione. we're leaning towards. I don't know if anybody watches this show, but it's one of my favorite shows because it's just dumb humor and it is one way I turn off my brain. But it's a show called Letter Kenny. Um Ooh, I don't know. It's that a one. Canadian comedy. Like it's just it's dumb. Nice. <laughs> and I love the characters. Like me and my best friend, um, we i'm jonesy and she's riley because there are these like hockey players who are like best buds and they always say burda and like so that's her and i she's riley i'm jonesy oh, and funny. so we're gonna name the right now that's what we're settled on is naming them like wayne and stir and uh <laughs> riley and jonesy and like it's it's a funny show if nobody's seen it go watch it it's on hulu it's not a paid like commercial I just really like the show like that's awesome anyway all right well that's it for all this right week guys. before I ramble more <laughs>
0: <laughs> well have a wonderful week you guys um let us know how you're doing let us know some of the cool things you're doing to be mentally healthy and um we'll show pictures of puppies yeah and, yeah I'll be excited and all right ass. guys I'll I'll share more pictures of him because he's actually out of hiding now. So,
1: (laughs) all right, guys. I hope everybody has a wonderful week. Take take stock on where you are, and then take care of yourself. And we will talk to you guys next
0: week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Internal Medicine for Vet Techs podcast. If you like what you heard, we'd love for you to share with someone you think might enjoy the podcast. And make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Want to give us a boost? Please leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher and we'll be sure to say thank you. Find out everything about us at internalmedicineforvettex.com. Talk to you next week. Bye.